Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Okay, I'm sitting here with Kellen Ann, author and entrepreneur. Now, you've written a book, Wagmore, Life Lessons Learned from Observing My Grumble. So here's the real test. Okay. Did you read the book? Do you know what a grumble is? A grumble is? is a group of pugs. Is it three or five? <laughs> three or more. Three or more. <laughs> well, I laugh because you have a grumble, right? Yes. Okay. And at one point, have you had, you've had a total of five pugs. Correct. Correct. Right. And did you have all five at the same time? No, I've okay. had, I've only, the most I've ever had have, has been three. Three at a time. Well, you've got some catching on to do because I have eight cats and I have another one coming in about another month. Do they so, have a term for that? Well, I was told that you're not officially a cat lady until you have 10. So I am stopping at nine because I'm not going to be called a crazy cat lady, even though technically, probably, really, you know, I already am. <laughs> but I love it. It's, it's fun to have a lot of them, right? They're, I swear they're like potato chips. Mm-hmm. My daughter is mm-hmm. the reason I have a pug. She, I think she was seven or eight. And she says, Mom, I want a dog. And I said, okay, what kind of dog do you want? She mm-hmm. goes, I want a pug. And I'm like, what the heck is a pug? <laughs> so- yeah. Was this when, like, pugs kind of exploded? Because I remember, you know, it, I, I know. feel like dogs go through cycles. It's like, oh, like everybody right now wants a little Frenchie. Right. That's the dog of the of the year. And I feel like pugs, I think it was, there was a movie that came out. Was it maybe Men in Black or something. So maybe this was a long time ago. Well, people, I remember references. Getting a pug. People thought Rocco looked like the Men in Black pug. Because there he was go. a typical fawn. And uh-huh. Although he was, you know, every pug that I've had so far has been a rescue. And mm. we called Rocco the PVP, which is a poorly bred pug. No oh God. Because <laughs> so- we swear he's part like chihuahua or something <laughs> he's not your typical pug yeah pug, so. yeah so you rescued some and, and don't some of them have special needs yes um well Rocco's he he has to take an anti-anxiety medication mm. <laughs> and I'm his actually his his service person oh yes so they gave me a red or an orange vest to wear when I walk him I think that's <laughs> probably smart <laughs> and then well Gus and Loretta they mm-hmm. came from the Oakland a puppy mill and the Oakland Animal Shelter called oh, wow. me because they knew that I rescued senior pugs. Mm-hmm. And they just said, hey, we got a parvo outbreak. Pugs are not good with any kind of illness because of their breathing. Right. And they said, can you come get them tonight? And I said, yes, I'll be there at 10 o'clock. Mm-hmm. I'm picking up. They didn't have names. They were scared to death. Aww. So, and, you know, the special needs with them, I guess, would be the fact that they are so malnourished. They'd never been outside. Mm-hmm. It was really sad. Yeah. So that would be, I guess that would be considered their special needs. Sure. And then Daisy, she's the pug that I named my nonprofit after. Okay. And actually it's Emily's fault I have her as well because we got Rocco Mm -hmm. and then she convinced my mother to take her to Petco and... There was this pug there, and she called me up and said, Mom, we need another pug. And I'm like, no, no, we don't, we don't. Long story short, we ended up with Daisy. So, Well, if, luckily, they're small. That's helpful. That's true. They're compact, except yeah. when you overfeed them. And yeah. Can they get fat real easy? Yeah. Yeah. Especially, like, I used to go hiking. We lived in the foothills, and I used to go hiking slash running, 
and I would take I had two of them at the time and one day they both stopped and that's when I learned that when a pug stops mm-hmm. they don't start again oh really and literally had to carry had 32 to carry pounds of oh, pug God. a quarter of a mile back to my car <laughs> that's hilarious I've never heard that before about pugs <laughs> I have I have a stroller that was my jogging stroller when Emily was an infant mm-hmm. I still have it to this day and whenever I go anywhere I bring it you just have it just in case <laughs> yes. just in case they decide they're gonna stop yeah I'm too old to carry that yeah. much pug anymore oh God, that's so funny <laughs> okay so you're not just an author you're an entrepreneur so mm-hmm. what is what is your original business that well, you started well my, during this all happened during COVID okay so this was all in one big writer author I changed my life in two years okay completely what I were moved, you doing before I was a I was, for the longest time I was a commercial real estate broker okay. in California I lived right. in California most of my adult life and when Emily graduated high school I was living in a very expensive area and I thought I don't have to live here anymore so I literally threw a dart at a map mm-hmm. and at the time my mom was she she had just started living with us I was taking care of her she was mm-hmm. she was ill and I screamed from the our little tiny my tiny room into the living room hey how do you feel about Georgia <laughs> she's like okay oh wow <laughs> so, so yeah the the dart landed in Georgia and I just she had a four-way bypass once she got the go ahead to go mm-hmm. the moving truck came two days later and then a week later I packed up her the three pugs and my car literally looked like the Beverly Hillbillies. Yeah. Packed full of our stuff. And we drove 2,200 miles to, to our Georgia. new home. Wow. Okay. So you moved to Georgia and then you started the business. Yes. Well, okay. I, well I started the business in between all that. Okay. So, so what is the business? It's called Cards That Wow. Mm-hmm. And, and what do you do? I create experiences that help businesses um, create long-term relationships and just make their clients, clients remember them and stand out in a way that they have never done before well I can vouch because here is this is the honest to God's truth I get more emails from authors and then you can imagine I mean I'm talking dozens every single day I never I don't yeah we just don't we just don't do a lot of that right but you sent this marketing package that just blew me we oh it's this very nice high quality box and open up the box, and a video of you starts playing. There's a, a little TV screen in the middle of it. Always feel confident on your second date. With help from the Plastic Surgery Group. Schedule a consultation at 513-791-4440 or at theplasticsurgerygroup.com. Surgery has an art. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. And it's just fantastic. And I'm like, this is the best packaging I've ever seen. Thank you. And then I find out we have a mutual friend. So here you are. I know. I'm so grateful. <laughs> <laughs> but no, this is great. So people can find you online. Um, cardsthatwow.com. Cardsthatwow.com. Yep. Okay. So now, well, t- tell me about the nonprofit first. Before it's, we get to it's, the it's an unofficial, non-official, unofficial. I, I do it. I, I've been doing it myself for the last, I think, 11 years. Okay. That's how long we've had Rocco. And I, well, I've 
during that time I became the pug lady mm-hmm. and people knew me all over the country and they would say I I want I have a senior pug that needs a home and I'm I try to place them with senior citizens because the two of them need each other sure so need the puggy doesn't have to you know spend the rest of his days in a shelter senior mom or dad doesn't have to be alone and pugs are great for old people seniors mm-hmm. because they don't do anything they don't yeah. They, you don't have to chase them. All they want to do is sit on your lap and yeah. be loved all day long. Oh, that's sweet. So I found the need and I became a resource. And I, I was just telling Emily that I I did 22 pugs last year, but nobody knows about it because I just do it. Like yeah. people just know me. They contact me. And then you play. I them. don't think I've ever like seen or like be, like I vet people mm-hmm. that are going to get the pugs. And then people call me and then I just find if they're I have to geographically find the right person for them. And, and then I place them. And if the senior can't afford the vet care or it's because sometimes they they can't afford to have a dog so i help subsidize their their food or vet bills or whatever oh, they might need cool. help with very cool and then i don't have to worry about when the person passes away because they call me i'll take the pug back if it's you know if it's still there mm-hmm. so it doesn't get sent to a shelter the family doesn't have to worry about finding a you know rehoming Another it mm-hmm. so it's i think it's just the best of all worlds that's cool it's that's a service cool. well good for you and i bet that just it's so rewarding oh my i love it yeah. I, I get letters and pictures, pictures and, and it just warms my heart yeah it's that's, so sweet so it's it's near and dear to my heart so so what made you decide to write the book well there were a couple of things okay um, during that two-year transition of, you know, during the pandemic where I just re- totally reinvented right. myself. What That is amazing. I, I mean, so many people would just love to do that, to have the freedom to do it and then the balls to actually do it. Well, I took advantage of it because I'm I'm very, like, I don't like public places. I yeah. mean, the fact that I didn't have to go grocery shopping anymore was the best thing ever. <laughs> like, and to this yeah. day, I still, I haven't been to a grocery store but twice since that's the pandemic funny. restrictions mm-hmm. have been lifted yeah. because I don't have to. They, yeah. you know, it's free now. They they, they shop deliver. for you and yeah. But anyway, um, so I wrote it because it was during this transformation. There was a journey of healing. Mm-hmm. I had you know a pretty rough childhood. I you know been through abuse, abusive relationships. It was just I wanted to. I needed to get it out. So I did. I got it out in a book that's probably what four inches thick you know of paper Uh and then I as a marketing person I realized nobody's going to read this and but it was I thought no this is the way I'm going to heal so I took it and I ceremoniously burned it in my fire pit Uh like kind of letting it all go Uh and then the next weekend or the weekend after I thought but there's a book in there somewhere and I thought all these crazy things the pugs teach me I'm going to turn all that healing into a fun book that could be considered a humorous self-help book and I I called it it's a journey or a guidebook for my daughter to live life in the moment nice so that's the basic reason I wrote the book so in the book how do you use your dogs to teach these different ways of finding happiness and peace and because I I'm with you I think that you can find I think we all can find Ways to heal in everything. Mm -hmm. I mean, there are lessons for us in every moment of every day. Mm -hmm. And if you're able to find something that you really love, like your pugs, and be able to not just see the lesson, but learn the lesson and then share the lesson, I think that's pretty amazing. So what what was it about the pugs that just made you go, this, I mean, this is it? 
Well, I literally fell one day. <laughs> like, <laughs> fell. Tripped, tripped and fell. Tripped and uh-huh. fell. I'm on the floor, and I'm laying, and I'm like, there's Daisy. And she just looked up at me like, okay, fine. Like, And I'm like, <laughs> that's what I need to act like. I need to just, like, let stop it go. stressing, mm-hmm. stop worrying. And then I really started watching all of them. And, the, you know, they all have personalities, just like people have different personalities. Mm-hmm. Unique, it, very unique. And I, so I, that's where I got the ideas for, ha- you know, all the stories in here are like silly little stories about things that the pugs did that really related to life. Mm-hmm. You know, like Rocco um, telling the truth. Like I woke up one day and I see this trail of toilet paper from the, the master bedroom's bathroom mm-hmm. through the bedroom, down the hallway, around the dining room table, mm-hmm. into the living room, around, you know, just past the coffee table. That's a pretty strong toilet paper. It's Oh, it was crazy. <laughs> Charmin extra strong? It was super, I don't know, I don't, but he's a little guy. And, you know, it yeah. probably, he didn't probably just do it in one trip. He probably just kind of stopped and then, I don't uh-huh. know. But I look at the end of it and he's like this. Standing right just over like it looking, looking at, at you. me with big old eyes. And mm-hmm. I'm like, Rocco. What are you doing? And he kind of looked at me like he was going to lie, like mm-hmm. nothing, Mom. But then he, he I'm going to make a noise here. <laughs> <laughs> he did that at you? He was smacking the toilet paper. Uh-huh. And that was him saying, okay, I cannot lie to you. This is me. And I'm not, you know, I'm not going to lie to you, Mom. So, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. and it, it was just a simple tell the truth. I yeah. mean, don't you wish everybody would just tell the truth? Would tell the truth. I know. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I mean, I know that's definitely something that I am working on. And it's a, it's a matter of getting comfortable mm-hmm. with telling your truth yes. and then being prepared for anything that might a come at you, or, yeah. you know, and to, to let go of any shame that might be attached exactly. to it. Oh, yeah. I've been living lessons, believe me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right, right. But yeah, That's so, so every story is just something that I just watched them and, and thought, okay, this is a lesson in, you know, accepting change. Mm-hmm. And and when we get when we get finished here, I'm going to show you a picture about change because the, the book actually shows the picture of, I think it's Gus sitting in Rocco's bed. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Rocco's all, you know, and, you know, he, Rocco, you need to learn to just move on. There's 15 beds in my home. Oh, wow. <laughs> there are more beds for spoiled. dogs than people in yeah. my house. And, and yeah, yeah, I have a picture of Gus. I actually literally bought Rocco a little cat bed because he's tiny and mm-hmm. he needs the compression, calms mm-hmm. him down. Well, Gus has taken over the bed and he's twice the size of Rocco. Mm. And the other day I found Rocco sitting on top of Gus in the bed. In the bed. <laughs> So funny. So I think he's accepting change right there. <laughs> I love it. That is great. I hope so, I answered your question. <laughs> yes, you did. You did. I mean, the art of telling the truth is a chapter. The art of communication. Uh, the art of appreciation. I mean, these are all really valuable lessons to learn. The art of relaxation. <laughs> so it's a really cute, sweet book. I mean, I enjoy it thoroughly. And it's it's an easy read, too. Yeah, I wanted it for... It's like it's not like a, I'm not a doctor or a true self-help person, but it's a feel good. I want it to be a feel good, mm-hmm. just enjoyable, try not to want to put it down type yeah. of read. And honestly, I have an attention span of an ant and, <laughs> and, and, and I'm going to say my daughter does too. And if I thought if she's ever going to read this book, it cannot be any longer yeah. than 45 pages. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's really easy to just read a chapter and then, yeah. then set it aside and just think about that lesson in that chapter. Right. And you've made that very easy for people to do. It's easily digestible and easy to take what you're sharing and put it into practice. Exactly. Which is which is really great. So why talk about abuse? It was just it was a major part of my life that I I'm not even sure 
like my childhood, I don't remember it. Mm-hmm. Like from fifth grade before, I have no memory of my childhood. And I know that something traumatic has happened. I've talked to some therapists about it. They said that there's some things I can do to find out what it was. Mm-hmm. But, you know, at this point in my life, I'm I'm okay with it. And getting everything out in that really giant book, yeah, that, that first piece that I wrote, mm-hmm. helped me. I battled a lot of demons, like a lot of family members and just relationships and it, I, I figured that was a way for me to just end you know be done with it and for me to wag more and move on there you go and go back to the moment and burn it you yeah. burned it all I burned it there is <laughs> you know there there's such great power in ritual mm-hmm. you know to be yes. able to, to to do that I set things on fire all the time you know all these things that I want to let go of I'll write it down on a piece of paper and then I will mm-hmm. look at it and look at it look at it set it on fire and watch it burn and there, I, it's powerful you know, you could feel the the release. And it's a release. It. It's mm-hmm. like it's letting it go. Now Emily can t- attest to me burning. I actually set oatmeal on fire once, like with their. Food. You didn't like oatmeal? No, it was. A, I'm not a cook. <laughs> no, this was on accident. Yes. So that's a different kind of flame. We can talk about that another time if you that's like. Another, that's another. <laughs> now I could. I burn toast here in the building Thank on a regular you. business. Thank you. Well, what's bad is I'm I'm standing right over it as it's happening. <laughs> I'm right there, and I still burn it. It's <laughs> not good. That's amazing. All right, so what you've got? You've got some projects here. I mean, you've got your rescue, you've got your card business, mm-hmm. and you got the book. What else are you gonna do? You got plans? Oh yeah. What's I, next? Actually, I've, I've got a three book series that I've finished two of the books already. Nice. But I'm shifting gears a little bit. I'm doing a children's book, mm-hmm. and Max the Black Pug. Yeah. He's like my little star because he is a naughty pug okay (laughs) and so the series is called max has man the first one is max has manners one Mm -hmm. not okay it's it's, he doesn't have manners okay (laughs) he's misunderstood Mm -hmm. and it's a book on teach because you know i i I think we should go back to like i I grew up with emily post i mean i literally bought the book myself Mm -hmm. i still have it in my bookshelf and i follow her rules to the point that it drives my daughter crazy oh that's it does Mm -hmm. and and she's like that doesn't matter anymore mom i go yes it does you know to me Mm -hmm. so i just figured basic lessons for kids that a naughty pug could teach would stick and resonate longer cute so there's one two about manners there's one about being different because max was the other was the pug that i didn't i forgot to tell you about that he has a bum paw Mm. and he was literally he he got caught in the umbilical cord when he was coming out and he's a he's a beautiful pug but you know that deformity made Mm -hmm. him not desirable so that's how emily actually brought him to me too so (laughs) three of my pugs are from my daughter nice well done well done (laughs) so max is different is one of them and then max is safe you Mm -hmm. know about children being safe and so yeah, I'm just in. I'm right now. I'm I'm at five. So I'm gonna kind of see how that goes. And, and and just keep. And when can we expect the first one to be released? Um, June, July, July, August. Soon. Probably, well, probably fall. I think I'm gonna wait till fall because this is kind of, you know, I don't want to overlap too much. Yeah. So. Yeah. No, that's great. We'll if you want, I can come back and bring Max. Yeah. Oh, br- you, you have to bring Max. the dog. Yes. <laughs> Would you love Max? Yes. <laughs> I love all dogs. I have a dog too. His name is Merle. I know. And he's a I, cocker I spaniel. Up, but I didn't see a picture. Okay. So, yeah. Cocker, okay. Black cocker spaniel. Oh. And he, yeah, he's in charge. <laughs> and then all the cats. All the cats. I have lots of cats. So, thank you so much for coming in today. This was fun. I'm excited for you and for the book. Where can people find you? Okay. For cards and marketing, it's cardsthatwow.com. And then for the book, the Wagmore book, and then the soon-to-come Max books, it's PugsThatWow.com. PugsThatWow.com. Yes. All right. 
Well, thanks so much, Kellen Ann. Oh, thank you. It's a pleasure having you.